Welcome to the Prince Daniels Jr. Show. I created this podcast because I understand that we are all spiritual beings having a human experience on a journey to learn more, discover a deeper, more meaningful purpose in our lives, our why. I will be interviewing some of the most accomplished individuals in the world that have achieved a high level of success and have learned how to maintain it. I will also be sharing my stories and insight as part of my more than 10-year relationship with a monastery as a former NFL running back, thought leader, and author. And so now, let's elevate together. What's up, everybody? This is Prince Daniels Jr., and welcome to the Prince Daniels Jr. Show. Today, I want to share with you my background story about going to a monastery. You know, um, I'm a black I'm, well, should I say I'm an African-American man in America, uh, and I'm half African, I'm half black American, and, you know, I've been able to live out my childhood dream, and I also want to say when it comes to my religious background, I grew up a Christian, uh, in a Christian household environment, grew up Baptist. Growing up in Mississippi, growing up in New Orleans, uh, in Houston, Texas, you know, we were always in church. Um, but as I got older, you know, I was searching for more, something that was actually beyond me, because sometimes I felt that uh, religion and the words that came from religion restricted you from doing some of the things that you wanted to do and being all that you wanted to be. And so, um, when I when I got older, you know, it was something that I wanted to tap into, uh, dive a little deeper into. As Alice in Wonderland said, you know, go deeper down the rabbit hole. So um, I was fortunate after my football career, well, during my football career and after my football career to go spend time at a monastery. Uh, and I did. And, you know, I lived a monastic life. I was a monk. And... I thought like a monk, I lived like a monk, and it was something that was completely new. It was a new phenomenon for me. And one of the things that uh, I laugh about with a lot of my family members and friends uh, is that, wait, you you was a black man at a monastery? You know, you don't find too many black monks, um, or you probably do, but it's not, it's not uh, glamorized. Uh, and um now in 2021 and beyond it's starting to become more popular that more people of color uh of different ethnicity backgrounds and color multiracial are becoming more keen to practicing mindfulness so just want to share a little bit about just being at a monastery and my initial reaction and my thoughts to it so uh, after, well, while playing football, I had an opportunity to go visit a monastery uh, in, in Arkansas and in the Ozark Mountains in Arkansas. And while there, you know, the first thing that I thought about was as I was going there, I was like, oh, I'm about to receive all of this incredible energy. This, this, these are some of the things that I saw on movies and TV shows. And whenever you go to a monastery, you're going to be like, um, 
But um, it wasn't that way. You know, it wasn't that way at all. Uh, And I started realizing the difference between uh, theatrical things and real life things. And (laughs) it, it, it made me made me realize like, okay, what I've seen is a figment of someone else's imagination. And now I'm faced with the real thing. So, you know, one of the things that I observed right away was the the vibration frequency and the energy that was there. It was so alive. It was, it was intimidating, very intimidating. And, you know, one of my first or one of my initial thoughts was I need to run. I need to get out of here because it was the same intensity that you would feel if danger was around. And what is the first thing that we do when danger is around? We take off running, right? Or Maybe not, but um, in this instance, there was no danger around, and if I wanted to take off running, I would have ran for miles and miles uh, through the forest. So, uh, you know, the only thing that I could do was just sit and and be uncomfortable uh, and acclimate myself to was a vibration frequency that was extremely high that I was unfamiliar with. So. As I'm sitting there, I could feel my nerves and everything inside of my body shaking. As I'm talking to the 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 leader of the monastery, and you know, he asked me some questions. Um, was I there to be a part of the monastery, or was I there to visit? And at the first, and at the time, my first visit, I was just there to visit. Uh, I wasn't ready to go all in. And plus I was still playing football. I was a professional athlete. So uh, I wasn't ready to just dive deep into it. I was actually going there to um, connect with, um, with my higher self so that I could perform at a very high level when it came to sports. And, and so now that I'm there and um, I get question about why I'm there, if it's authentic or not. And so, uh, you know, the first thing I thought was, man, I'm being brainwashed. And then I really started understanding that I had been brainwashed for a very long time. Or should I not say brainwashed because that's a negative word, but uh, some of my thought process was, uh, influenced by my upbringing and uh, and my environment. Not to say that I had a bad upbringing. I had a, one of the most enjoyable upbringings that you can never imagine. But uh, some of the thought process behind that upbringing, uh, um, depending on the society, the environment that I was in, it definitely shaped my thought process. And so when I was at this monastery, when I was at the monastery, you know, the you you have to learn how to sit with your thoughts. And one of the things 
with sitting with your thoughts, you start to become aware of all the things that you've done in your life. And that little voice inside of your head starts talking to you and it starts saying to you, starts saying to you like, what are you doing? Why are we here? What, what, like, have you lost your mind? Like, oh, you're being, you're being brainwashed. You need to run right now. What's wrong with you? Like, who does this stuff? Like, have you, have you really lost your mind? I guess you have. And so all of these thoughts go through your head. And, you know, at some point in time, your nerves have to settle. And what I realized is day one, my body was in shock. My mind was in shock. My spirit's in shock. Day two, that's the day when I'm like, I need to take off running because this is just too much. And I feel that something is going to happen. And day three happened. And that's when your energy settles. That's when you allow yourself to be a vessel, an instrument, and allow for the energy to flow through you. And so at that point, that's when I started realizing that the the hype about a monastery or the preconceived notion you know the the things that we that we make up in our mind that this is what a monastery is like and that it's intense which it is intense but once you learn how to sit through the intensity then you start learning how to be calm in the midst of chaos man my expectations you know going into the monastery before I arrived was um was it, it? It was what I saw on TV. It was what I saw on movies. It was what I saw on Kung Fu Panda. Um, when I saw on uh, the the what is it the 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 Last Avatar, you know, um, on Nickelodeon, which is a phenomenal uh, series. Um, it was it was what I saw with my Bruce Lee movies, you know, Crossing Tiger, Hidden Dragon. It's, it, w- it was that. Um, uh, because I didn't know anything about meditation except some of the books that I read. I, I, and I, was, every, I saw my dad meditate one time, and that was it. But, um, you know, I saw my uncles. They would practice meditation as well. And, um, you know, when they taught me how to meditate, they were just saying just master five minutes. And so I was like, okay, cool. And so one of my other uncles was like, man, you need to be able to do 30 minutes because at the monastery you do you meditate for an hour. So I was just like, whoa, okay, I got I to gotta get in the game. And so um, I went from five minutes to 15 minutes to 30 minutes. And then when I got to the monastery, man, that one hour was extremely uncomfortable for me. But when it came to my expectations before, you know, going to the monastery, you know, I, I felt I felt that I had a good idea um, of of what I should do, you know. But it was still the unexpected um, for me, and I didn't know how to react to it. I didn't know what was going to happen. I just knew that I was going to be safe because I was with my uncles. Um, so. Um, but I I will say that I was a bit skittish, but at the same time, I was confident, and this is where I was supposed to be. 
You know, um, so when it came to my, my expectations after being at the monastery, you know, did it, did it, did it being at the monastery surpass my expectations or did it meet my expectations? And I'll say that it, it did all of the above. It, it met my expectations and it exceeded my expectations. But also, my mind wasn't open enough to receive every single thing on the verse on the very first visit. And I stayed there for about uh five days. And um you know one of the things is what I was trying to figure out, understand was that when you go to something that's that concentrated, you know, you usually go looking for nickels whenever and they're dropping you dimes right and so and what i mean by that is that mean by that is that you know when you look at a nickel is bigger and shinier than a dime but the dime has more value so you know just going there and experiencing everything um and having some judgment but also learning how not to judge it uh is what allowed for me to meet my expectations and exceed them all at the same time so it was a it was a a, a wonderful experience man something that I'll never change and I was happy that I was able to go back and I was looking forward to going back after I left the first time and I was just like this is not bad at all and I can see myself doing this for the rest of my life when it comes to you know living a monastic life and being a monk like i really do enjoy being able to go there and then leave and get back to my um or attend to my my responsibilities as a father as a husband um as a son you know uh as a sibling I I have to say that I enjoy the half and half. Uh, spending time at the monastery and uh, understanding the ways of a monk, and um, and also being at home and enjoying uh, my responsibilities that I've created for myself. There were once opportunities. Uh, in an ideal world, maybe when my kids get older and, uh, my wife and I were just at peace right now, uh, then I will probably enjoy going back and spending, um, more time, a significant amount of time at the monastery, uh, because the benefits are beyond this. You're, you're beyond this world and beyond your imagination. And so some of the things that I was able to see, some of the things that I, were a, I was able to do on my own from doing the work, you know, it allowed for me to be able to see myself outside of myself. And um, for that, you know, I think I would love to go back and as I as I still do, as I continue to go back and and do the work and and help out and be of of service, um, but 
to go and live right now. Um, I think I've put in my years. And um, so now I just want to just continue to keep living this life where I am. And eventually I'll grow back, grow back and go back into that process and, and continue to keep doing the work. So to wrap it all up, everyone, to say, um, if you want to go to a monastery, you know, do your research, uh, check it out, get other people's opinions. Um, but also know that other people's opinions are other people's opinions. And so, uh, Everyone has an opinion about certain things, but get get the opinion of someone that has had a good experience, a bad experience, and then build the confidence within yourself to say, I'm going to go and I'm going to make my mind up and not allow my emotions to dictate my decision making. Uh, because if it's for you, then it's for you. Uh, and so other people's opinions should not, uh, as I said, dictate how you make your decision. Uh, another thing about mindfulness and meditation, um, and going to a monastery, understand what meditation is and is not, you know, meditation is not a religion. It's not a philosophy. It's not a religious religion substitution. It's not a, it's not a doctrine. You know, it's just a practice. That allows you to access a high level of focus, concentration, awareness. Uh, and when you're able to access this, you have access to so many other things as well. It's just in the same thing as whom you know, you know, allows for you to access a number of things. So the same thing, whenever you tap within yourself, look, in, look within yourself and discover the light that's within you, that spirit, then you're able to tap into a lot of other resources um, that are beyond this planet. Um, and you can connect with your higher self. And whenever you feel lost or whenever you get lost, you can always find your way by going within. Because when you go within, you go up. And it allows for you to uh, change your vantage point, elevate your thoughts, and open up your heart. So... Um, I would encourage everyone to visit a monastery uh, while they are alive uh, and put it on your bucket list. Uh, so then that way um, you can have your own knowledge, experience, and wisdom about it. Uh, and, and, and also encourage other people to do the exact same thing because, you know, being able to sit in silence is more powerful than anything because after you come out of sitting in silence for, you know, one day, two days, five days, 10 days, 30 days, you know, three months, six months, all of the above, you realize that there's a lot of jargon that goes on between you, like your internal conversation that you have with yourself. You realize that there are a lot of people in this world that, just want to talk just to be heard and it's frivolous talk. So, uh, being able to visit a monastery allows for you to become aware and cognizant of how you utilize your energy. So once you're able to do that, then 
you realize that you have this phenomenal experience. You start becoming aware of what's important in your life. And you start actually putting your energy into the things that are important. And so you prioritize the things that you want to do in your life. So my, my, my suggestion is go and visit a monastery, spend some time there, recalibrate yourself, be quiet, and um, allow for your thoughts to just flow. And when you do that and you come out of it, you'll feel like a new person. You know, and always keep a positive attitude uh, about uh, your experience because that is what dictates, you know, you going back the second or third time or fourth time or just staying there. My name is Prince. Thank you for listening to me. Uh, If you like this episode, please subscribe, rate, and review. And if you know somebody that could benefit from it, please share this with them. Other than that, I'll see you for the next episode. Peace.